listening to She Rises, a podcast dedicated to women who are ready to stop settling and start living their lives by design. If you're ready to talk about the stuff that weighs you down and get practical advice on everything from your health, body image, spirituality, relationships, and personal growth, then you're in the right place. Hello, I'm Giovanna Capoza, your host, master coach, spiritual teacher, and mind-body expert, and I'm on a mission to unsettle women all over the world. Are you ready to rise? Welcome back to another episode of She Rises. I am your host, Giovanna Capoza, and I'm here today with Mark Ryan, who's a graduate of Cornell University, a Hay House author, and a licensed acupuncturist and herbalist in the state of California. I wanted to have Mark on the show today because many of you know I'm an alternative medicine doctor by trade, a homeopath, a holistic nutritionist, and uh, involved in bioenergetics and holistic allergy work for many years before I decided to focus my efforts on training and coaching and, of course, this podcast. And I was really, really intrigued by following Dr. Mark's work online. He is an expert in Hashimoto's thyroiditis. And for those of you that don't know what that is, um, that is an autoimmune version of hypothyroid disorder that is actually a lot more common than most people realize. I've been following him for a while on social media, and I love what he has to say. Love the information that he posts and all the training uh, little tidbits he offers. And I wanted to have him on the show because he has personal experience having battled his own bout of Hashimoto's thyroiditis. And as a a man, you know, it's not so rare anymore. It used to be more women having this disease, but men also suffer from this disease. And we link together on this show for you how the symptoms of burnout that you're feeling or that you may have experienced in the past may not just be burnout. They may not just be something that can be cured with a bit of a rest. And we dive into it on this show and we talk a little bit about what the symptoms are, what to watch out for. I really hope you get a lot from this show and that you take it a little further from the show. One of my things in my clinical practice was I really wanted to advocate for people to be their own health advocates. So my hopes is that you listen to the show, it sparks something in you, and then you go out there and do some research and find out a little bit more about your symptoms, what's happening with you, and if it is just a little bit of burnout or if there's something a little more serious that you need some attention with. So I hope you enjoy the show, and as always, comment in the show notes, ask us any questions, and I look forward to continuing the conversation there. Hey, Mark. Welcome to the show. I'm so happy to have you on. Hey, Giovanna. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. I'm, I, as I was saying to you just before we hit record, you're our first, first official health expert. And uh, I'm That's so That's so cool. I'm honored. Yeah. And I'm, I mean, besides myself, but I haven't gotten into any like specific issues on conditions and you know, we've had a lot of programs where we've had some experts come on with uh, weight loss and, and things like that, but really getting into the nitty gritty of a health condition, and in particular, the one that you are an expert in, I think is so, so important for our audience as it is mainly women, my high achieving, highly motivated women that watch this show who very often, and I'm included in this, will get to a place of feeling burnt out. And you are a specialist in hypothyroidism or Hashimoto's thyroiditis. Is that correct? 
That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm so fascinated by this condition. One, because I have it. And two, because I see it so it's rampant. It's just everywhere. It's incredibly and, rampant. It's very common. Yeah. Yes. And it's so underdiagnosed. So I'm, I'm really happy to have you on this show and your expertise. But I, I want to find out a little bit more about how you personally have gotten involved with um, treating this particular illness. Yeah, so I'd say it's twofold. You know, I I also have Hashimoto's, so it's there's a personal aspect to it. And then um, I think in terms of like how it relates to my professional life is is also part of that. And I think this could be really helpful for your audience because you know, for me, uh, I'm a licensed acupuncturist, and herbalist, and one of the things I did in you know growing my practice and um, growing my business was, uh, I, I ended up emulating what I saw some chiropractors and MDs doing, which was to have a large uh, integrative practice with lots of people, you know, involved. So I had uh, a couple of partners and we had a physical therapist and an MD and a chiropractor and personal trainers and massage therapists and staff. And we had this huge operation and, uh, we did very well in the business for a few years and then we went through the recession that everyone went through and our business crashed like a lot of businesses and it was a super stressful time. And, you know, I was just burning the candle at both ends and plus going through that additional, you know, financial difficulty and having all these people, you know, that I was responsible for who are working for me, trying to, you know, keep it all afloat. And, um, uh, through that process, I ended up getting diagnosed with, uh, with Hashimoto's and, and this is one of the things I've seen in a lot of people that I work with too. It's, it's a, it seems to be a common thread is, um, and I think it's just common in our society, you know, just, we, a lot of us who are entrepreneurs and in our own business are, are type A personalities who push really hard and, you know, drink lots of caffeine and don't get enough sleep and, sometimes don't eat properly and don't, you know, unfortunately our health is not put on the priority list. Health is usually, you know, further down than it should be. And, and one of the things that I learned this whole process was that, you know, health has to be up there at the, maybe the top or at least number two in your priority list, you know, maybe family first, or, you know, if you believe in God, some sort of spirituality, up there, but it's got to be up there as one of those top things because, you know, if you lose your health, you, you're not much good to anyone else. (laughs) Absolutely. I so resonate with that story because I was in this same boat, you know, I was, I had a clinical practice for almost eight years and I was a, an alternative health, alternative medicine doctor, just for to use a general term, I, I did quite a lot of different modalities. And same thing, you know, like I was helping everybody else get healthy, but I being that type A and that, um, you know, high achieving, ambitious, kind of uh, highly motivated person was, like you said, burning the candle at both ends. Right, exactly. And, and you know, I'm, that classic, that cliche, you know, physician heal thyself. We often... <laughs> totally. We, we often, do, you know, we're the last person too that we that we turn to. But yeah, I mean, and that's been the process for me is going through this and, and, you know, I had to really reinvent my life and, and through that process of reinvention, uh, I, I did some business training too. And one of the things they said was, you know, get a niche. It's super important to have a niche. And, and, um, it's actually funny. I chose Hashimoto's as a niche 
before I was diagnosed with it. Hilarious. So do, it, 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 did you choose it or did it choose you? It's like exactly. the chicken and the egg. <laughs> exactly. So I went through this whole thing and I said, yeah, I got a lot of patience with this. Like this is something I'm, you know, I think this would be a good thing for me to do. And then I went through all that and lo and behold, I have it also, which which is kind of a, you know, it's, it's a blessing in some ways too, because, you know, one of the things a lot of people who suffer from it complain about is that their doctor or, or their family member don't get what they're going through, you know, because sometimes it's 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 more of an internal problem than an external. Sometimes externally they look like everything's fine, but internally like they're falling apart, you know. So Absolutely, and there's a bit of like, I think this is this relates to how it's so underdiagnosed because there's a little bit of a a stigma around if you're type A personality and you're you know, high achiever, and suddenly you start not having energy and you start being tired, you know, there's this self-imposed stigma. Like I know what I did to myself for a full year was like, come on, like, you know, get your shit together. Why can't you get this going? And I just kept, I kept driving myself even more because I didn't want to look like I couldn't keep going. And other people are just looking at you from the outside in saying, well, well, you just need to rest more. And, and there was something deeper going on Right. And that I, I wasn't even looking at it. Yeah. Right. And just, I mean, if there are those people listening who don't know what it is, let's give a quick overview of what Hashimoto's is. I mean, Hashimoto's is an autoimmune disease of the thyroid, which most often leads to hypothyroidism. And, and the thyroid in your body controls all of your metabolic activity. So it's responsible for your energy. It's responsible for your ability to lose and gain weight. It's responsible for a lot of brain and, and cognitive function and concentration and memory and those type of issues. It's uh, responsible for energy and, and, and metabolism. It's, it's responsible for virtually everything that we need as a business person. <laughs> yes. And as a and, human being, <laughs> and as a human being, right. So, uh, you know, Often and and you're right. Like a lot of times, when you're going through that, you just want to, you know, if you are that type A personality, you just want to power through. And you know, sometimes that can really lead to compounding the problem, and you know, uh, you know, really hurt you in the end. So we see this with a lot of people who really push too hard, and then the thing is, the body's all connected. So if you you drain your adrenals, the adrenals are part of the uh, the endocrine system of which the thyroid is also a part and, and that can have a influence on the thyroid. And sometimes it's a chicken and the egg type of problem there too. Like this, you develop these vicious cycles and, and your body starts to break down and, and, uh, it can really be debilitating. One of my frustrations, both as a, as a clinician, as a practitioner, and then even just personally with myself and my own health was the sort of incongruency, let's say, between an alternative view on what is considered hypothyroidism or Hashimoto's even, um, and what the allopathic or let's say conventional medical view is. And I remember, um, you know, uh, literally arguing with my doctor about my my levels of TS TSH, which is thyroid stimulating hormone for those of you that are listening. Um, and just having this argument about what the optimal levels were. And it, I mean, it turned out a year later that she was like, Oh, you know, I read something and you were right. And 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 then finally, I got on on some medication. But what would you say to someone listening who maybe has a lot of those symptoms that you just mentioned, but they're, they're, medical doctor is sort of just 
just not really listening or not or going by their conventional standards, which they have to, right? By by rights, they have to, right? What right. would you say to that person who's just getting frustrated with their health? Well, yeah, I mean, if you're going through and you have the classic hypothyroid symptoms like fatigue, you know, having difficulty losing weight, hair loss, brittle nails, dry skin, cold hands and feet, um, sometimes anxiety and depression. These are all common symptoms of hypothyroidism. It's really, really important to get a, first of all, a thyroid panel. So you want to test TSH, T4. And the other thing that you really want to check and just to rule out is to test the thyroid antibodies. And often this is part of the struggle in trying to get a, a conventional doctor to test these. But it's really, really important because if you have elevated antibodies and you have all these symptoms, then that is indicative of Hashimoto's. And that really has to be dealt with and not ignored. And unfortunately, in like the conventional medical model, it's really all they do is put you on uh, thyroid replacement hormone regardless of whether or not it's Hashimoto's, which is an autoimmune disease, or if it's just some other form of hypothyroidism, which there are other reasons for causing that. So if you have all those symptoms and you haven't been checked out, it's really important to go to the doctor and and request a thorough thyroid panel. And then you know, on the issue of the TSH, which you mentioned, you're right. There's widespread disagreement with like what are the the right levels. You know, the the endocrine society says it's point between point three and three is the optimal levels. There are older school doctors who believe it's point five and five, and there are some doctors who won't do anything before the TSH reaches ten. At that point, it's like, right, you're really, really sick at that point, and, you know, you're waiting much too long, and, you know, really bad things can happen. So so that's interesting. Want- I didn't know that about the Endocrine Society, and that yeah. is wonderful to hear because that's a much shorter uh, window, let's say, right. Um, right. because most conventional doctors, uh, when I was in practice, were still using, you know, the 0. 0.5 to 5, and right. and that's... Yeah. So tell us a little bit about the difference between having uh, like a, a run-of-the-mill hypothyroidism and what we, we talked about antibodies a little bit, but let's explain to the audience what yep. it means to now this has become Hashimoto's, which is an autoimmune right. condition. How is that different? Right. Well, uh, hypothyroidism means that your thyroid is underactive. And actually Hashimoto's is thought to be the cause, whether it's diagnosed or not, of up to 90% of hypothyroidism. Um, and the difference between the two is, is just that, is the autoimmune component. And that's why we test the antibodies, because if those are elevated beyond a certain point, then that tells us that there. this is not just uh, a problem where your thyroid is underactive because now there are many reasons for that potentially. So sometimes your thyroid is underactive because of your adrenals, or sometimes it's other act, underactive because you've been exposed to um, a drug or medication that that can impair thyroid function. Sometimes sugar issues uh, like metabolic syndrome or um, uh, diabetes can affect thyroid function, and that can also lead to it. But the difference with Hashimoto's is that there's also this autoimmune component, and that autoimmunity is that your immune system is attacking your own tissue. And in this case, it's the thyroid that's being attacked. 
And uh, if that is the underlying factor, the problem with that is also the, the conventional medical model is that most doctors basically have very little training in treating autoimmunity and they just ignore it or they just say, well, it doesn't matter. We'll, we're going to put you on thyroid hormone anyway. And for some people that helps. And for a lot of people, it really doesn't because they're not addressing the autoimmune part of the equation. And that's one of the things that I specialize in. And the reason being is because of my own experience and with a lot of other people that I've seen too, is that, you know, my doctor was basically like, well, yeah, you have, my TSH was 1200 when I was diagnosed, which is quite high. Oh my good and, Lord. And, and <laughs> that is the, very high. But all my other thyroid numbers were normal. So my doctor basically said, yeah, well, you have Hashimoto's, but uh, we're just going to keep an eye on it. And when it gets bad enough, we'll put you on Synthroid. <laughs> Which basically means we're just going to let this run its course and let your thyroid be sufficiently destroyed, mm. and then we're going to act. So, like, really, if you're in that pos position, there's a lot of things you can do, but you don't want to wait for your entire thyroid to be destroyed because there's all kinds of complications that that happen from that. Yeah, and that really is the the what's always been my frustration and the hiccup with, let's say, allopathic or the conventional medical model is. Not always, because I, I have a doctor who's very, very, um, you know, keen and, you know, almost, let's say, more preventative than most. But it is this kind of wait-and-see approach. And I had the same thing. And I, I used to have, you know, patients and clients in my clinic where it was the same kind of wait-and-see approach. And it is frustrating as a, a patient, you know, hearing that. And so one of my things was always, you know, be the advocate for your own health. So... Besides yep. getting the thyroid panel that you mentioned, you know, how can anyone listening, you know, and, and it's mostly women is my audience, but of course, like you, men also get this. How yeah. can you really become knowledgeable and start to advocate for your own health here? And where do you go if you're just not getting the right treatment from your doctor? Yeah, I mean, that's a great question. Um, yeah, I think, firstly, that's a really important point that we have. We have to be advocates for our own health. I mean, I think regardless, regardless if you have Hashimoto's or anything, it's just today there are so many market forces that are, I think, influencing decisions that doctors make that you have to be aware that, you know, you're, the best care for you is sometimes going to be in your control and in, in, in decisions you make, not uh, decisions other people make. So I think it's really, that's a really, really important point. Um, I think in terms of, uh, you know, learning more about Hashimoto's. Uh, I have a, a book that I recently pub that was published by Hay House. It's called How to Heal Hashimoto's. That's a, a really in-depth look at at both the uh, Western physiology and Chinese medical uh, physiology, and and uh, some natural things we can do about it. Because there's a lot we can do. There's some other really great people out there too who specialize in this, like uh, Isabella Wentz. Uh, is someone and uh, Dr. T. Skarazian, who's a, um, a chiropractor and, and who specializes in functional medicine, who I studied with and, and who's phenomenal. Um, and there are lots of other people too that specialize in autoimmunity and things like that. So there, there are a number of people out there. There are Facebook groups and there are you know lots of good books. Um, I mean, I think you have to seek them out and 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 you know, take an active part in, in, uh, an active role in your own health and, and, and managing this and, and learning about it. 
Yeah, and it really is like a complicated issue. And just to use myself as an example, I'm at the point now where my thyroid numbers are all normal. And when I say normal, within also the range that I, as an alternative medicine person, would also say normal. Um, mm. But I still have antibodies, right? Not a lot. Like I'm really just at the just a little bit, right? It's like, I, I don't know if you can say you have a little bit of autoimmunity versus a lot, but there's there are some, a small number of antibodies present. So that approach is completely different to someone that say, like in your position, when you were first diagnosed, I mean, that sounds dire. Um, so yeah, was, it's a complicated, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a complicated thing. That's why I'm really, for anyone listening, if you just suspect based on the symptoms that uh, Mark has shared with us, if you're suspecting that something's off, if you're just not feeling good and you're not getting the answers, then yes, do do look into these resources. We're going to have them in the show notes and and study and research this because it is a layered, complicated thing. It is not just, um, you know, prescribe a drug and everything is okay. In fact, most of the people who are on Synthroid or uh, Levothyroxine or any of those prescription drugs are still not adequately caring for their thyroid. So where I'd like oh, right. to... Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was going to say, the, the, the problem there is that, you know, it's not always just a thyroid problem, especially if there's autoimmunity, it's a systemic problem and it's affecting your whole body. And, and really, you know, one of my favorite things to say is that, you know, inflammation is the root of all evil. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like, it's really inflammation, destructive inflammation is what leads to cancer it's what leads to autoimmune disease. It's what leads to most degenerative diseases like Alzheimer's. And, you know, so that really needs to be our focus. Like if we want to talk about some general things for people to do that are helpful, it's like you really got to be conscious of inflammation in your body and the things that cause inflammation. Yeah, let's and, talk there. Let's go there. I wanted to go yeah. there next with prevention. Yeah. So, I mean, for me, I'm pretty strongly – uh, anti-gluten because I think gluten is one of those things that, um, you know, particularly in the U.S., I, I think just the way wheat is grown and, um, you know, they with Roundup and and the use of uh, you know some of these, uh, especially in, in just uh, conventional agriculture and 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 industrial agriculture, there's a lot of chemicals and pesticides and other things that are used that are also destructive. Um, but wheat in general and gluten is one of those things that is um, can not only attack your, cause your thyroid to be attacked, but can also cause parts of your brain to be attacked, like the cerebellum, the cerebellum, um, which is really not a good thing. So uh, I generally recommend people get off of gluten and, and think about other things that that cause inflammation. Well, excessive amounts of sugar and refined carbohydrates is also quite inflammatory. Stress itself is very inflammatory. Like people need to understand, like a lot of people understand, like stress intellectually, like the problem. And then, I mean, like, this is true of me when I went through all that. I was like, yeah, sure, I understand that stress is not good, but <laughs> I wasn't really doing anything about it. You know, the, since I've gone through all this, and made the, one of the things that become a major priority in my life is is managing stress effectively. Like I meditate daily, and you know, I make sure I exercise and and do things to mitigate the effects of stress because stress is very inflammatory. Yeah, it's one of the number one, you know, 
inflammatory, like the silent killer that leads to the silent killer kind of thing, because we've, we've become conditioned to like, oh, I'm just stressed. And like, it's something just like this thing, like it's a flea, right? Like, oh, it's just stress, but it's a big deal when you're constantly chronically stressed out. It's a really big deal. Yeah. And again, it's one of those things that drives all this destructive inflammation. So I think taking that seriously is really, really important. Um, like I said, sugar is another one of those things. I think, you know, it's hard in today's world. We're exposed to a lot of chemicals and, and a lot of environmental toxins. So, you know, trying to be conscious of of your choices for with food additives and, and preservatives and, and, you know, processed food. I think try to eat whole food and, and cook if you can, you know, or at least get someone to help you in, in that area if you can. Uh, I think that's very important. And, you know, eating things that are antioxidants and, and, and anti-inflammatory. So fruits and vegetables are, are very, very important too. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, it is really prevention and it's this condition is, I mean, I, I want to say a lot of our conditions are, yes, they're toxin related uh, with the, what we put in our body, but they're also like very much lifestyle related. So if yeah. you're listening and you and you are and I know you're listening because if you're if you're my girl you're listening and you're that highly motivated really ambitious high achieving woman and this is this is our jam this is what we do we just keep going till we can't go anymore and it's really about slowing down it's about being more than doing um yeah. because it 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 is a lifestyle condition so I'm curious mm-hmm. Mark what is your take on um prevention by way of supplementation. So how can we maybe take something to support our thyroid? Obviously, dark leafy green vegetables, um, sea vegetables, because they have iodine. What else would you suggest in terms of a a prevention? Because we do live in lifestyles that unfortunately have a lot of stress. Yeah. Um, I mean, again, I I think one area to to really look at is you know how much sugar and caffeine you're consuming i think it's very popular in our culture to have these energy drinks and you know lots of coffee and caffeinated beverages and you know a lot of time to think about it it's really that's kind of like using a credit card and not putting anything in your bank account to support that. So mm-hmm. eventually you just draw down your reserves till there's nothing left and you know your credit card stops working. So it's kind of a similar thing. You, you have to replenish uh, that bank account, that health bank account and that you know so I think we we're talking about before in managing stress that like, that's why I think meditation is so valuable. And, you know, one thing I did mention before is to sleep. Sleep is so important. This is another thing that, you know, I think a lot of people think they can do without or they can fudge it or, you know, some people say, I'll sleep when I die. Well, yeah, but you're going to die sooner. I was going to say, that might be sooner rather than later. Right. So right. Those, those are not good approaches to you being your best. So. Um, I mean, I think in terms of supplementation, uh, for the thyroid, I mean, some important minerals for the thyroid, selenium is very, very important. Um, I recommend 200 to 400 micrograms per day. Uh, zinc is also very important. Iron is critically important. So this is another thing that's like, 
one of my pet peeves is like sometimes doctors will say like, oh yeah, your iron's low, but it's no big deal. Having any form of anemia to me is a really big deal. Mm-hmm. So you want to, this is another thing you want to check and make sure your iron levels are sufficiently high. You want to check iron and ferritin, which is the, your stores of iron. Uh, and, and here's why, you know, Iron basically transports oxygen, like it's hemoglobin, which is on your red blood cells, which transports oxygen to your brain and to your tissue, which is A, what gives you energy, but also which, you know, allows you to function properly. So when you become anemic, like it has consequences everywhere. And the thyroid is a one place that has, where really are consequences. So, you know, making sure you're getting enough iron, um, you don't just have to supplement with iron. I would test it first to see, but, you know, um, liver is a rich source of iron. Um, green leafy vegetables that we were talking about before are uh, also helpful. Um, uh, so that's a, so I'd say selenium, zinc, iron, uh, are all helpful. And then, you know, we want to think about things that reduce inflammation. Turmeric is something, uh, is an herb that's, that's very helpful for reducing systemic inflammation, also for reducing inflammation in the brain. And, um, you know, we should all be concerned about Alzheimer's because it's another thing that's rampant and the numbers are growing, you know, in leaps and bounds, it seems like the number of people that are diagnosed with Alzheimer's uh, is staggering. And it's another th- thing that's caused by this destructive inflammation. Hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I love those tips and ideas. And um, the the anemia one like really hits home for me. I've I've, I've that chronically because I have a, a, a blood disorder called thalassemia minor. Mm-hmm. So it's and it just strikes me as you're speaking, and it's a great reminder that you know for those of you listening, um, this is not just a one single organ issue. Like this is you know everything is connected in the body, especially mm-hmm. when it comes to your endocrine system, which is your hormonal system. So this is really a systemic. Uh, systemically impacting issue if the thyroid is not healthy and not functioning properly. Right. Yeah, absolutely. What's your take on uh, fluoride? Because there's a lot of um, talk and research around fluoride in our drinking water affecting our thyroid, affecting our pituitary. Like, what's your take on that? Oh, yeah. I mean, thyroid can, I mean, fluoride, I'm sorry, can... um, uh, the thing about thyroid hormone in general is it tends to bind to things very easily. So that's one of the problems for people who, you know, there's a number of things that it can bind to. So within the body, um, there's uh, proteins that the thyroid is bound, thyroid hormone is bound to that basically because the thyroid hormone is so biologically active, the body has to transport it and then release it. So T4 and T4 are bound to uh, what's called thyroid binding globulin. And that's how it travels throughout the body. And then it's released process called conversion. And um, fluoride is one of those things that thyroid hormone can bind to. And so it, it can be really problematic for people. And there are other chemicals too that are in similar in structure like um chlorine is another one and and um 
bromine uh, as well. And so the, I think it's definitely an issue. I think we got to, you know, it's one of those things I definitely recommend people use uh, filters for their water um, and even consider getting a filter and put it on your shower so that, you know, you're not showering in it either. Um, I think it's, it's definitely a concern. Absolutely. Yeah. Good point. So as we're just wrapping up here, if someone's listening to this and they're, you know, they're, they're not sure if they're really at the stage where something's going on. Maybe they've even gone to the doctor and the doctor's like, ah, you're fine. How do we distinguish between, I am just really tired and I need a vacation to, with, you know, something's wrong here. Like I actually need to see a naturopath or um, an alternative medicine doctor or an acupuncturist or an herbalist or someone or my medical doctor, obviously. What really should tip us off that something is not right? That's a great question. I mean, I, I think, you know, it's really your ability to, to bounce back. Like if you have a chronic disorder like Hashimoto's um, or even if it's not Hashimoto's, if it's your, your adrenals are exhausted, you know, these are the things like you, if you take a break and go on vacation, like that should replenish you and, and you should be able to, to bounce back and feel like yourself again. But if you take a break and, you know, or cut down or, you know, get some extra sleep, things like that, and, and you don't bounce back like you used to, then that's when it's, I think, time to look deeper. Because if it's just ongoing and, you know, you're having to compensate by having more energy drinks or drinking more coffee or, you know, eating more sugar to compensate and it's just going on and on and on, then that's, I think, a major red flag that you need to dig deeper. I love that. Actually, I love that as a, a homeopath. Um, that's exactly what we look at is your ability to what is what is in proportion, right? And what's your ability right. and your level of resiliency? So I love that the bounce back factor, people. So if you, yeah, we're, it, we're all, we all get tired, but you know, for for a normal person, like you can recover from that, you know. But if you, if you someone who has a chronic disease like Hashimoto's, like, especially as it progresses, like they just don't ever recover. It's like they can never catch up. Absolutely. Yeah. And for those of you listening don't do what I did. Like, don't just keep pushing through and thinking, oh, I'm just being lazy or I just like really like I love this bounce back factor. Test it out for yourself. You know, if you have a weekend and you're and you're relaxing and you're really uh, taking time to care for yourself and you still can't bounce back Monday morning or Tuesday or Wednesday or whatever it is, like really get yourself seen, go to a doctor, um, you know, get some blood work run. And then, of course, I'm all I'm an advocate of having both a medical doctor and an alternative medicine doctor because Uh, you need both. That's my firm belief. Um, and I just want to, yeah. you need a team. I totally, I used to tell my patients that all the time, you need a tool belt of people, of practitioners, of healers around you. So thank you, Mark, for being on our tool belt for the show today. I really <laughs> appreciated having you and, uh, and having you. there's one thing that made me think of as you were talking is that like, there's a big difference between being lazy and being tired. Totally. Yes. That's one of those things I think it's kind of another like red flag area. If like 
you're pushing and pushing and pushing and you know you know you're not lazy but you feel tired you know there's something I love that you just said that because it's this is what I call high achiever syndrome or HAS is just a term mm-hmm. I coined because right. we confuse in our mind the overly ambitious <laughs> or the type A as you would call them we yeah. confuse in our mind what tired and lazy means I mean I just yeah. had a full on conversation with one of my clients uh, private clients last week and to get her to realize that her being tired was actually not meaning she was lazy and there's a judgment right. that comes there it's crazy right well right yeah because there's all this guilt and there's all this like self-flagellation that comes when you think you're lazy i mean i've i've been through that myself mm, totally totally and it's thank you for bringing that up well again i really appreciated having your voice on the show and for anyone that's listening you know test out your bounce back factor and if you're not bouncing back like you used to get yourself to a doctor mark again i really appreciate having you on My pleasure. Thanks so much for having me. It's been fun. Absolutely. Thank you so much for tuning in and keep rising, everyone. For books and resources related to today's episode, make sure you head over to SheRisesPodcast.com and I'll see you there. If you've enjoyed today's episode, make sure you tune back in next week when I dive into more juicy topics to help make your life the best it can be. And hey, if you've enjoyed listening to the show and you love it, head on over to iTunes and leave me a rate and review and subscribe there to the show. 